Oh yeah. Hey, my name's Tom. You probably have seen me on Cannabis Legalization News, or you tried to Google how to get a dispensary license in Ohio, and you saw our website, CannabisIndustryGlory.com. Uh, but my company is headquartered in Illinois. It's called Collateral Base. Um, the cannabis industry is difficult in the sense that you just can't say that you're a cannabis company. I mean, I had an accountant, actually, before I came to MJ Biz this year, declined to have me as a client because I asked him, you know, just a question for accounting, like, there's a lot of buying and selling of licenses in limited market states. How do you classify that as an asset? Is that goodwill? Can we depreciate that? Or is that just capital? And then you have to kind of like on a cap table and it's just right there in your books and you can't get it back until you sell it. That question got me kicked out of an accountancy. But Unshackled here at MG BizCon 2023. We have already done Nevada today. We are in episode number two. It's going to be a long day, lots of states, lots of jurisdictions cover. And we're presenting you, uh, our audience, a couple points of contact and some basic overview information in some different states about some people who are known, who, are, who, who know the state, who are doing either operational stuff or regulatory stuff. And I'm thrilled to be joined by one of our co-hosts. We have been able to do this whole production here at MG BizCon because of our friends at Dispo, and one of my favorite friends at Dispo is Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Dimitri? Tell us a little bit about Dispo. What What is it? Because I think our audience doesn't even know. Well, Dispo is a custom packaging, branding, logistics company based out of Phoenix, Arizona. And Charlie, you've been involved in the in the industry for a long time personally, right? Uh, a little over three and a half years. Yeah. And you've been with Dispo that whole time? Yes, I have. Yeah. I remember seeing you around the hallway and stuff somewhere. Yeah, uh, Mita. Yeah, excellent. Well, what do you think of our partnership so far? I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and we really appreciate you and everyone out there who's watching this should appreciate you and work at Dispo as a company because you guys are concerned about giving back. You know, when we first decided to do this little project about doing a state-by-state interview, we said, let's find, you know, the guys, the company that we know that's involved in packaging and cares a lot about the community. And maybe some of these other packaging companies do too as well. But we went to Dispo and, and John Hartzell and Jeff Right off the bat, the two owners of Dispo immediately said, that's the kind of stuff that we wanted to do because that's who we are as a company, and that, that's a legacy. You know what I'm saying? That's very important. So thank you, our friends at Dispo, and let's learn about Illinois together. Why Absolutely. Not? So Looking let me, forward to it. Okay. So, uh, Tom, you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Oh, yeah. Hey, my name's Tom. You probably have seen me on Cannabis Legalization News, or you tried to Google how to get a dispensary license in Ohio, and you saw our website, CannabisIndustryGlory.com. Uh, but my company is headquartered in Illinois. It's called Collateral Base. Um, the cannabis industry is difficult in the sense that you just can't say that you're a cannabis company. I mean, I had an accountant, actually, before I came to MJ Biz this year, declined to have me as a client because I asked him, you know, just a question for accounting. Like, there's a lot of buying and selling of licenses in limited market states. How do you classify that as an asset? Is that goodwill? Can we depreciate that? Or is that just capital? And then you have to kind of on, like, on a cap table, and it's just right there in your books, and you can't get it back until you sell it. That question got me kicked out of an accountancy. But um, so we win licenses all over the country and got started in Illinois. See, ca cannabis legal expert in Illinois and other states. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Tell us about yourself. Marketing director for Arise. Uh, so I'm the media director for Arise. The media director. Yep. Okay. So uh, we are a cultivator. We started in Illinois. We're also in Arizona. And we're building a facility to launch in California in 24. Okay, so uh, technically you're an MSO. Technically. Yeah. We operate like a small company still. We're privately owned and pretty small team, but uh, technically we Shout are. Shout out to Arise. Mom and Pop States. MSO. Make a distinction between your MSOs. There are Canadian publicly traded MSOs, and then there are privately held MSOs. 
Yeah. And then Arise does a, well, at least when I got into Illinois, Arise came out and they tried to have a uh, differentiation by saying that they use aeroponics. I'm not sure if you still use aeroponics, yes. but what's the methodology of the cultivation? So, yeah, aeroponics is kind of like the very foundation of our brand. Mm -hmm. And so we're not only, uh, you know, one of the only aeroponic cultivators in Illinois and Arizona, but we're actually the largest aeroponic cannabis grow in the world. Holy moly. Uh, is yeah. that the one in Illinois? Uh, yeah. How much uh, canopy space do you manage? I'm not a numbers guy. I don't want to tell you the wrong number. Just a lot. So you, you started with, Arise started with one cultivation. Yes. In Illinois. Yes. And then what year was that? Uh, so that, we purchased the facility. It was, we purchased the license uh, for the facility. And we started operations as Arise in 2016 and, when it was just medical. And I want to tie that because I want to get into the history of Illinois and how it evolved medical to adult use. Mm -hmm. The basic boring stuff. I know you're going to cover no that. No problem. But just real quickly, uh, tell us a little bit more about or anything you also want about Arise because we're going to focus mostly on Illinois as a, as, as a group. But you guys are, what's your big plans? You got cultivation in Illinois. You've got uh, retail in Illinois? We don't have retail in Illinois, so we have one retail location in Arizona. In Arizona, okay. Um, and that's definitely something we may be looking at in the future is mm -hmm. expanding into retail. But I think um, perfecting the aeroponic process and, you know, getting that working great both in Illinois and Arizona and then now seeing can we build it from scratch, right. you know, at that same quality level and output level in California is kind of what we're focused well, on Well, the right Arizona now. facility is fantastic. I've, I've had the opportunity. Have you been there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Reese giving you a yeah, giving you sure the old has. tour. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, glad to hear it. Excellent. So, uh, I mean, and, and there's so much. This cannabis industry is so diverse. Arise could one day be the greatest cultivator ever existed. It could be the greatest branded flower that ever existed. Hey. You guys could have independent brands named Wiggly Worms with an under Arise. You could have. We do have. Name. We do have brands under the Arise family brands well, now at this point. Yeah. So what are those brands? So. Obviously, Arise is flagship, aeroponic, premium, full spectrum, full spectrum hash oil is kind of one of ours. So that's like kind of the high end. Um, and then we recently in both states launched Days Off, which is kind of our more budget friendly brand and it's blends. So right. blends were something that like personally as a longtime stoner, you know, pre like I was a little skeptical about. And then we tried them, we tested them, we, you know, did some market tests and stuff. And, People fucking love them. And it's great because every time you have a different high, you know, like I I've smoked Jack a million times. I've smoked Jenny a million times. What about Jack and Jenny together? What about Jack and Durbin? You know, I mean, you just, you go on forever and you iterate. We've done about 200 blends across the two states already. That's a lot. So that's one of our uh, major brands as well. And then we also do, just in Illinois at the moment, 93 Boys. Oh, uh, you guys are 93 Boys. Okay. Yes, so we do. So that. that's, uh, we, we partnered with uh, Chicago rapper Vic Mensa. Nice. Um, to do the first black-owned brand in Illinois. Okay. So we, our team. Our producer, who happens to be black, is giving you a shout-out. Yes, he is. Yes. Hey, we're, 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 try, we're trying to be part of it. We're trying to you know, give back to the community. And obviously, you know, it's not what this is about, but, you know, black and brown communities, you know, deserve to be a much bigger part yeah, of the space brown. and part of the industry. That's right. <laughs> he always so, forgets. I'm just kidding. No, no, I mean, I, I, I was giving you half a shout out, but I didn't want to say anything. No, no, no. I mean, hey, you're right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's super important to us. And that's kind of, you know, we do a lot for and with the community with the 93 right. Boys brand. And, and, um, and do you use Dispo for your packaging? 
I, oh, we don't have the time, you know, but this is, this is what we're here for. We're here to network, certain so we can talk, you know. So there are certain things that we do for you. What do you what More oh. like the generic side of stuff. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I have, you know, been always been trying to get into the right, So Charlie, you ask some tough questions. Well, you can, <laughs> you can, we should just smoke together and then I'll introduce you to the people who make those decisions because uh, that's uh, not, uh, wait, wait, that's 100% fine with me. It's a business conference, Tom. It is a business conference. Yeah, I, I love you. You're a great guy, very friendly already. Um, and I'm sure our audience wants to know much more about Arise. How do people learn about Arise? Is there a good Wikipedia page? What do you got? Uh, I would go to Arise.com. That's A-E-R-I-Z.com or check us out on Instagram at AriseUSA. Awesome. So let's continue to talk about the rise. You know, your way around the Illinois market, but let's dive deep into the origins of cannabis in Illinois. When did it go medical and take us through the evolution? Okay. Back in 2013, uh, if the compassionate, because it's very often what a state does, it's a compassionate use act uh, of the medical cannabis program. And so there was a compassionate use act for medical cannabis passed. Uh, and then it didn't actually get I think it passed in like 14 as the election for governor was nearing. And we had a billionaire who was named Bruce Rauner fighting against the incumbent from Rod Blagojevich. And so like Blagojevich had been Blagojevich convicted. Blagojevich had the hair? Blagojevich has the hair oh, and the convictions. So Blagojevich is this out. Is how people gets see us convicted. In Illinois. Sad. <laughs> okay, but Sad then but Pat true. Quinn, Pat Quinn is now the governor and he's on the way out cuz he's a lame duck tied to Rod Blagojevich. Billionaire Bruce Rauner comes in who don't like cannabis to save his life. Right. So he hired one guy yes. to uh, you know, oversee the program, which really slowed everything down. And now costs of carry, they put everybody who actually won or applied into limbo for uh, a while. And another lawsuit that happened. And so that was uh, maybe 18 months. So there months. was an application process that was uh, agreed upon and licensing that was agreed upon. And they were, they were like... Yes. Process and, started and then it was frozen? Uh, yes. And so, like, that's 14. As the election's coming on, there's this licensing round that happens and it was comprehensive because the size of the Arise facility in Illinois is ginormous in the sense that you can have 210,000 square feet of flowering canopy space plus extraction. The only thing you can't do is retail. So that was, like, the cleavage that they did for the two licenses for the medical, dispensary, everything else. No transport, no nothing like that. Uh, and they were only going to give out 22 of them. So the competition is fierce. The capital is high. And then um, the governor leaves because he lost. So he didn't want to like start giving it all to his political buddies. The guy who comes in gives it to all his political buddies. But he slow walks that because he doesn't like weed. And then they, he said 16, right? So 13, 16. By 16, it starts to begrudgingly move. Uh, I got my medical card in 17 because that's when they finally amended the statute to allow for a larger catch-all, PTSD. So this PTSD, whole program, same here. this whole program gave me PTSD <laughs> hard. <laughs> meet meet so, on shackles gave you PTSD? No, no, oh, no. The license waiting around. was going on. 2013, Bruce <laughs> Rauner. Yeah, that was that PTSD. <laughs> okay, so you got okay. PTSD. So you got PTSD. Stop, you're gonna trigger me over here. Okay. All right, right. I'm gonna and smoke some I'm, weed. Yeah, pretty much. Please. Pretty much. I know. I know. Right. As an ex-prosecutor, uh. I'm on your side. PTSD is an incredibly important uh, qualifying condition for therapeutical health, medicinal cannabis. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So keep on going. So that well, was good. And so. It, Rauner starts uh, handing out the licenses to some of his buddies. Cresco's very well um, um, capitalized. GTI was very well capitalized. So they come out and they get like a huge lead. And then there's a company called Goldleaf that sells to Atraxia, which is Verano. And Verano had a wonderful launch. They based it on a Landrace strain from Iran uh, that was beautifully done. And then the quality fell to shit. 
Uh, and then Arise kind of came on the scene shortly thereafter, because if they built in 16, they were probably getting in in 17. I apply for my medical cannabis uh, card in 17, and I waited three or four months. Because for your card? There's one guy <laughs> running the whole damn. Baby. Yeah, they're right. There's and a long line, Dimitri. <laughs> there's a long line, you know, one guy, and he's always on lunch, you know, and so it, <laughs> it just took. But then now it's it, there's a, a new administration, the Pritzker administration, then comes in. So we have a billionaire fighting against another billionaire, and I'm telling JB to legalize it because I'm in that camp. And so like, uh, he's like, yes, and he puts it on his platform like this is freaking balls. And then um, so he wins in late of 18 and so like uh, November 18 he wins the bill to introduce the the CRTA the Cannabis Regulation and Tax Act is introduced and that's adult use that's adult use now and so he's going to win he said that he's going to legalize it for for adults for recreational purposes we need to lead on this he says and it's going to be social equity based so that passes in May of 2019 comprehensive statute the provisions for the dispensaries like most of the rulemaking that um, many other states when you read their statute they're they're short so like you know this the statute that I was reading in Maryland was quite short because then they come out with the rules and then the rulemaking administration has the all executive the power rules to it. yeah right and so Illinois kind of flipped the script on that they put a crap load of the rules especially for the dispensaries right into the statute to fast track the dispensary round yeah and so uh, you knew what was coming in the application for the dispensaries. So they pass it in about Memorial Day of 19. It's great. One of the, f the first state to legisla legislatively pass it. A and then they have a but licensing It's still not round. a good idea to micromanage, though. You know, it's unfortunate that they put in so many rules. I'm, Remember, I'm a, I'm, our governors have a history guy, of know, going to simple. prison. Uh, this was his quote. Yeah. I got, and I'm going to curse. This was, I got this thing and it's fucking golden and I'm not letting it go for fucking nothing. And that was our governor, again. Like, and so, um, he's that, honest. And yeah, he's hey. honestly convicted. But, uh, honestly convicted. hey, well, that's, that's how it was. That's what happened. And so now you get into um, the fall because they put so much of the rules for the dispensary in there. And so now fall of 19, they have their uh, dispensary applicationing process. Comprehensive, competitive application, and then here comes a lottery. And so like by the, f they change the rules while you're playing the game, hilarious. And so like suddenly it becomes obvious that there's gonna be too many people that have applied. Everybody's gonna get a perfect score. And then how do you apportion 75 licenses? So uh, there was going to be now a lottery. And so that's when- 75 retail licenses or are they vertical? Retail. retail. And so they're doing the dispensaries first, after the dispensary window closed in January of 20, then they went to the everything else. And so there's an infuser and then there's a craft grower. The infuser license is basically worthless because you cannot extract and you cannot cultivate. And so the only thing you can really do is buy oil from Cresco and then make vapes or like gummies. So basically you're just white labeling for other companies. Or you're trying to make your own yep. brand. And then uh, the craft grower can do everything the infuser can do. So like they can make their own vapes and their own chocolates and whatever, but they can also grow their own weed and extract it so they can make their own oils. Uh, that's like, I don't understand why they, and they also created another worthless license called the transporter license. Mm -hmm. And a whole bunch of people went for that one too. But COVID comes in, 
And so it elongated the applicationing window. And then, uh, so now we're into late COVID, uh, you know, in the summer of 2020. And surprise, surprise, like 20 perfect winners are selected that are all politically connected. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of white, white, a lot of white uh, envelopes slid over those tables. <laughs> Oops. And so a super lawsuit ensues. And so that super lawsuit then takes us to 2022. And then uh, that created the second round. And so I helped my clients win in the first round. Biggest mistake of my professional life. Uh, and so I should have gotten in on that uh, because they won, you know? And so then I won this past summer in the second round, but uh, oops. And so uh, that lawsuit eventually resulted in like 190 or something like that. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. And so they, they dipped into the second rounds and the third rounds that they had contemplated because under the statute, it's a super limited market not all that different from Arizona, but 500 dispensaries, they call them adult use dispensing organizations, can be issued by the department. And they don't count the 110 medical ones against that. So at the very full extent of Illinois, there would be 610 dispensaries, retail locations, which equates to approximately one per 20,000 Illinoisians. Uh, great, because then each one's gonna be making about five, $6 million a year, not bad. Uh, and we're about halfway through that process. And so like right now, they had the big lawsuit that got resolved. There's another big lawsuit for the craft growers pending. We're, we represent several clients on that and it's going well. Um, that'll probably get resolved next summer and then there'll be 150 craft grower licenses, which because the social equity everywhere, there's this uh, divorce between being eligible for getting a license and, and, and winning it and having any money, which Whenever I see all this, I always just, and they, they did the dispensaries first. I'm like, how much Cresco and GTI wrote this law? Seriously, you're just benefiting the guy who's already there and you're making sure the guy who's trying to come up can't. And, and you guys, feel free to jump in and ask him any questions. He's sort of like AI. You no, I, this, I was no, curious about like, the craft licenses, the craft I have a lot of questions. licenses. Like, sure. Is that like, keeps, he's uh, like is chat it, GPT. you know, limited to a certain canopy space? Or? Yes, he generating knows, it. Yes. I, I love him because he knows so much. Oh, I'm glad he's here. That's yes. I just, I just, and I just go know, from state yeah. to state winning licenses. But, um, and and you, know, you, know the, you know the different regulatory structures, license structures in different states as well, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. I know when to shut up. Right. It, it, so, but the craft grow, it, five thousand square feet I'm of flowering. Like, I'm from Illinois space. too. We're all just, smart like this. Just, oh, yeah. So that's Chicago. max. Yeah. Uh, no, that's min. And so, like, you can. And here's the loophole on it, uh, because the people don't have any money, right? Uh, and so, you just build your kitchen, and then you have your space for where up to fourteen thousand square foot of canopy can be, uh, but you have to start with up to five thousand. So, like, one light, one plant, kitchen buying oil from Cresco, making vapes, getting some cash flow going. Then you get the financing for all your equipment, and then you have 5,000 square feet. You sell that out for two quarters, they'll allow you to go up to 8,000. You sell that up for two quarters, you can go up to 11, go up to 14. You stop selling, they'll start taking your canopy space away. Um, like vultures. <laughs> we like a tightly controlled supply of cannabis unless you slap a hemp label on it, then they don't care. <laughs> That's a whole nother subject. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the, the nuances, I, I love this about you because you're, you're, you're a lawyer, you understand these details, and details do matter, especially in the cannabis industry. Right. Uh, but we do have our shortage on time. If anybody wants to reach out to you to learn about, I mean, you are the my point of contact. You know more about Illinois than anyone that I know. Are they, are they taking clients? Uh, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. We have... 
Yes, and so we still have a, a cluster of clients, and I'm going to fire a lot of them uh, coming up by the end of the year, okay. but, uh, and, and then we'll raise prices. But then we're trying to focus more on joint ventures, because when you go into win one of these states, like we create, like right now in, in Maryland or in Missouri or in Illinois or in Ohio in the future, we'll create like 60 LLCs. Yeah. And then we'll, um, we like to calculate our odds, and we like to have our odds be better than two-thirds. Does Arise have a guy like this working for them in-house? No, I think we need to. I think, you know, once he fires these clients, we got to talk. All right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might be too freedom-oriented, but you guys should have No, no, like no. Him. I like the equity plays. And so, like, I'm going to have shelf space at the dispensary. I need some product to sell, and then they're going to want some shelf space. I'm like, all right, well, we get you some shelf space. Yeah, no, and I'll say, um, like, these, these new equity-based licenses, the dispensary licenses that are coming online are actually great for us because, you know, as you said, we're mom and pop MSO, but you know we don't we can't do reciprocity in Illinois because we don't have any retail locations. And so you know, well, yes, they can only technically have you. I'm sure know the percentage of their own product in 40 percent. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's tough. You know uh, for us to get our product into certain dispensaries. So what we found, I mean, every bud tender in the state loves our product and loves our brand. You know, but. Some of them aren't, you know, able to necessarily control what gets onto the shelf. Exactly. So yeah. we actually love these equity-based licenses that are coming on because we found that as a few of them have started to pop up, like they're super eager to work with us. They already know our products, love it. Um, certainly, like 93 Boys and Days Off have been huge, especially uh, in a lot of those new locations that are popping up. So yeah, it's exciting. Well, we could go on. We have like short little segments, and the goal is to introduce people to our audience out there. You guys are incredibly friendly, incredibly intelligent. I hear that about Chicago, the Midwest, and you mm. guys are just nice people. Down to earth, like, if they were more gregarious, they would have left. Are, are you mm. part of flyover country or not? Oh yeah, oh, dude, I live in a cornfield next to a soybean field. But, but is Chicago considered flyover country? Well, that, no, that I don't consider that. Third I, coast. Live in, I live yeah. in the city, I, right. I live, it's you know. It's the third coast, like the Great Lakes right there. And, okay. and then Detroit tries to wedge its way into that too. But uh, it's, it's I mean, Chicago, that's, I don't, Detroit. I don't, I don't want to shit on anybody else, but I mean, that's yeah. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> like, How do people get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach out to me. Way. Uh, easiest way, either DM the Arise Instagram or you can hit me up at IKRASS at Arise.com. All right. It was a pleasure meeting you. You're awesome meeting one, you. I love Arise. I want to know more about your brands and stuff. We'll do some independent shows on your brands. I like that idea. I would love to do it. we love supporting brands. Brands are wonderful. And people reach out to you how? Uh, they can go to the internet and CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or uh, go to YouTube, Cannabis Legalization News. Yeah, I, just, I, I always enjoy talking to you. Your knowledge is incredible, so I really appreciate it. So, Charlie, uh, closing thoughts. What, what do you think about this? And take us out. Well, I thought it was very interesting. Thank you for sharing the knowledge of Illinois. Um, it's obviously uh, seems like a clusterfuck over there. So Limited market. <laughs> I was thinking that the entire time. Oh, my it's thing. a fun clusterfuck. Just don't show this to the regulators. Come hang out. Have you know, we got smoke some fucking aeroponic weed with yeah. me, bro. I'm just like, well, set down. Let's go to a Cubs you know? game. Yeah. Something about, but say one day, one day, and when this one day, humanity's gonna look back upon all these little interstate markets and all this nonsense in cannabis, and you know what they're gonna think? They're gonna think, oh, these marijuana guys were high when they created and made all these regulatory structures, but it really wasn't the people that were high. It was just inadvertent ignorance and belief in that they could control and manipulate supply chains and doing the best that they possibly could. Hey, we're in you know, Vegas. Person. 
Yeah. I mean, I can't just go have a game of craps out back and like, try to like start hustling people. They'll kill me. You yes, know, it's like you need a casino license to be able to do that. It's uh, there's limited clubs, and so Illinois is definitely a state that says limited market, control supply, right. anti-diversion, unless you call it hemp. Right. And that's crazy. No, just to say, like, and and well, everything that you do and know fucking gives me a headache. Like, to your point, like, <laughs> I, I, I think that all of us are like this. We're making history right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this is prohibition again. Like this is we are changing. You know, weed is a gift from God and alcohol is a tool of the devil, you know, and we are part of the change of creating a better fucking healthier culture in America and in the fucking world. I agree. I believe that 100%. shit. 100%. We can all agree on that. And so if you're going to Illinois, if you need to know anything about Illinois, reach out to these guys.